It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Royals, your daily Kansas City Royals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Royals podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. On today's show, let's talk about the World Series that just happened. Game number one. And Clayton Kershaw had himself a post season moment in the World Series. He was excellent in game one, absolutely shoved against Tyler Glass now, who was not so good, had a ton of command issues and let that Dodgers lineup get all over him. But Kershaw goes six innings, two hit ball, one run given up, one walk, but the eight strikeouts was the big deal. Did allow that home run to uh, Kevin Kiermeyer, but still Kershaw was phenomenal. Uh, you have to tip your cap to him with all that that he dealt with coming into the series from everyone, including myself, uh, about how bad he had been prior to this on the big stage. Obviously, the stage is a little bit of, of a different story. Do it in front of a packed house. Do it in front of an actual World Series crowd. But all he can do right now is do his job that is given to him. And right now, that is a bubble environment in a neutral site in Texas uh, at Minute Maid 2.0. Globe Life Park or Field or Diamond or whatever they call the Globe Life iteration in Arlington right now. He did his job. He did really, really good. Tyler Glasnow, of course, did not do very good. Lost control of that game in a hurry, and that's what happens with the Dodgers lineup. I mean, they can just jump all over you, and, you know, you look at them, and this Dodgers team is probably the best in baseball in the sense of a lineup, Uh, and obviously the Rays pitching just couldn't get it done, as we talked about on the preview show. You, know, you look at the Rays, they should have had the defensive advantage, should have had the pitching advantage, and they have the manager advantage, but that just did not come to flourish in yesterday. You saw in Game 1, Tyler Glasnow got left out there way too long. He threw the most pitches of any Rays pitcher this season. It happens in Game 1 of the World Series, in which he walked six batters, gave up a home run, had a 12.46 ERA. Six runs given up. Again, six walks and a home run. That, that just cannot happen. It just can't happen. Kevin Cash had to have gotten him out of that game earlier than that. I get it. Tyler Glass now is the future for the race, but he's proven nothing to this point. His postseason ERA is above six. He has not proven to be a good postseason pitcher, so to let him work out of that was just idiotic. And Kevin Cash helped lose that game for Tampa Bay. This is game one. Your guys are supposed to be fresh. You have a game tomorrow, sure, but you do have that off day in between games two and three. And, you know, this is truly a win-or-go-home, win-at-all-cost type of game. And you have to you have to really trust your bullpen that they'll shut it down and your lineup will get to Kershaw, which they couldn't do uh, when it all came out in the wash. But this sets up a must-win game for Tampa Bay in Game 2. They, they absolutely have to win this game in Game 2. Tampa Bay does. I mean, there's just no question about it. There really isn't. 
you cannot go down 0-2 to this team. And what's scary is you've got Blake Snell on the mound. And Blake Snell was a former Cy Young winner. I get all that. He has a bit of the Danny Duffy syndrome where you don't know what you're going to get out of him. You don't know if he's going to be good Blake Snell or bad Blake Snell. He has a tendency to kind of get rattled, a tendency to kind of get into his own head, a tendency to kind of get and and play outside of himself and, and really get emotional in these big games. We'll see what he does against this powerful Dodgers lineup. The Dodgers are not going to pitch Walker, Walker Bueller on Wednesday, so he'll go probably on Friday, you'd imagine. Uh, yes, that's official now. He will go on Friday, so he gets more rest that way. And the Rays have to win. Uh, again, you can't go down 0-2 then go face Walker Bueller. You, you just cannot do it. I, I don't believe that you can come back from that. Now, the Dodgers just came back from uh, down 3-0. We saw the Astros come back on the Rays and force Game Seven from down 3-0. Obviously, it's not literally over, but it feels it feels terrible uh, for this Rays bunch if they lose Game Two. And so, in Game One, you did see Mookie Betts just go all out. And I think that there's an argument for Mookie Betts to be the best player in baseball, and, and, and that kind of talking point is making its way over to the MLB circles, but. I do think that is a it is a moot point if he's the best player in baseball or not because it's a lot harder to evaluate player versus player in baseball. Uh, this is more of a basketball conversation where you can truly do it one on one if you want to. You can look at advanced numbers, you can look at team success, you can look at all that all that stuff, and, and you can truly get there. My problem with this is that seemingly the only reason people are putting Mookie Betts ahead of Mike Trout right now is because Mookie Betts is in the postseason. And if Mike Trout got to play for the Red Sox and the Dodgers in his career, the two teams that got to play for were the Red Sox and the Dodgers, I guarantee you Mike Trout has the same success Mookie Betts does. That's no knock on Mookie Betts, but it's it's no question he's been put in position to succeed by his organizations. He didn't get drafted by the Royals. He didn't get drafted by the Angels. He didn't get drafted by the by the Rangers. He didn't get drafted by any of those teams. He got drafted by the Red Sox, traded to the Dodgers. And in baseball, there's no such thing as one person being the key cog to your success. I mean, that's why the A's and the Rays have had sustained playoff runs by not paying players, by continuing to overturn players and finding uh, guys on the margins that can make a difference. Again, is Garrett Cole worth a billion dollars? Is Mike Trout alone worth a billion dollars? From a baseball business standpoint, from a baseball winning standpoint, no, Mike Trout's not worth a billion dollars. Is he that good to separate himself salary-wise from the other from the other players? Yes, he is. But again, he can't do it alone. This is not basketball. If you want to use the winning argument, the only sport that I allow the winning argument in the sense of, is this player better than this player, will look at the wins, is basketball. Because in basketball, there's only five players on the court. If you are that good, you can transcend your roster. Look at what Russell Westbrook did in his MVP season. That Oklahoma City roster was bottom five talent-wise in the NBA, but they had Russell Westbrook. And Russell Westbrook willed that roster to the postseason, won himself an MVP. Look at the 07 Cavs. With LeBron James, Booby Gibson and Henderson Virajao and Big Z Algauskas, those guys sucked. But you know who didn't suck? LeBron James. He can make up for all of that. 
Mike Trout can't make up for a awful front office, an awful baseball culture, an awful, an awful pitching staff, an awful lineup up until, up until this past year whenever you get Rendon and you call up uh, uh, Joey Adele or whatever his name is, Adele. He can't make up for any of that by himself. He can hit all the home runs he wants to. He could go on a Barry Bonds-like tear. He, he, could, he could be a historically great hitter in baseball. It matters not. Why did Barry Bonds not win every single World Series in his career whenever he was always producing runs, getting on base, hitting home runs? One player cannot do it alone in baseball. So I really don't give a damn that Mookie Betts is performing on the big stage. Now look, in his one postseason opportunity, the Royals ran through Mike Trout. No question about that. He's gotten one chance. Baseball is a game of failures where we look at success and it's measured in failure. Batting 300 is considered elite. Mike Trout didn't even have the chance to bat 300 because he only got one postseason round. That's the real crime, and that's the real shame in all of this. Not the fact that Mookie Betts has done it on the big stage, so what has Mike Trout ever done in the postseason? Well, how many times has he gotten there? Again, you can look at Devin Booker in the NBA and say, there are eight chances to get in the postseason. If you're so good, why can you not will that team to the postseason? You can do that. In baseball, up until this season, it was the hardest postseason to crack into, and Mike Trout dealt with the worst management in all of baseball. The worst managers, the worst GMs, the worst, I don't say the worst owner, I don't know much about their owner, but, but those two were terrible. Mike Trout dealt with the worst pitching staff. You can't overcome that in baseball. So I don't give a damn that Mookie Betts has won. He's been with the Dodgers and the Red Sox. It's not like he's willed the Royals or willed the Tigers to the World Series every year. This isn't some rag-to-riches story. He's been with two of the powerhouse organizations in all of baseball. Good for him. And he's playing phenomenal. But he's still not better than Mike Trout, just because Mike Trout has a putrid front office. But nothing beats going to rockauto.com with their amazing selection, where reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com has you covered uh, for all your car parts. Look, they are a family-owned business serving auto parts online for 20 years. That's right, 20 years ago, you could have been going to rockauto.com and finding all the parts your car would ever need. So, it's that simple. Go to rockauto.com. My favorite part about the website is I don't have to know anything about cars. I can navigate the website by using my make, my model, my year, put that into their database, and they're only going to show me car parts that are compatible with my vehicle. Because otherwise, I'll be buying parts that will not fit my car, and I'll be wasting money and just dumping money into stuff that I can't use. And you can avoid all of that by going to rockauto.com. There's no point to go to a dealership, no point to go to a local auto parts store, because they're going to upcharge you for those parts. Skip the upcharge, go to rockauto.com, find all the parts your car will ever need. Tell them Locked On sent you. When you go to rockauto.com, tell them Locked On sent you. And the how did you hear about us box? Once again, amazing selection. Reliably low prices for the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. And so we're back on the Lockdown Royals podcast, a part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. And I just am sick of the Mookie Betts discussion about if he's better than Mike Trout. I mean, I get it. That is the easy thing to do whenever you're looking for content, even during the World Series. But Mike Trout was not playing last night, and he couldn't play last night. 
Mike Trout has had MVP-like seasons and MVP seasons in which the the Angels let him down. Too many A names in baseball. I, I just went through five of them before I got to the Angels. The, the, just give me a break with this stuff. And, and last night, it was all about Mookie Betts. It was about how he used to play in Boston, which hurt a lot of Red Sox fans. And then it was about his brother, Mike Trout. He went two for four last night, two runs scored, a home run, an RBI. Uh, walked in that game to really set up that offense and struck out one time. Uh, also, has made phenomenal defensive plays all throughout this postseason. But again, you give Mike Trout the same number of career postseason at-bats that Mookie Betts has had, he will do just that, or better, than Mookie Betts. They've both gotten paid. They're both on the West Coast. They're both loving life. And again, in baseball, it's not a one-on-one situation. It's not. They're both, if they keep this up, they're both going to be Hall of Famers. So who really cares who's the better player? Honestly. But to use the wins argument in baseball is just stupid. It's stupid. To use the he's done nothing in the postseason argument, while it's true, Mike Trout has done nothing in the postseason, and the one time he got there, Kansas City ran through him and the Angels. That is factual. He's gotten one chance. If I went and found one series in all of the series Mookie Betts has ever played in baseball history, regular season and postseason, and I found one series where he was bad, would that be indicative of who he is as a player? Of course not. Why did everyone hate the 60-game season this year? Because baseball is about sample size, and we do not have a sample size of Mike Trout. If Mike Trout went out there four or five times in the postseason, and he struck out 15 times, and he never got a hit, and he didn't produce, and he didn't create runs, and he didn't do all these great things, and his war was a negative 1.2, if he did all of that, then that's a different story. But I'm not going to kill the guy for one postseason series, the shortest postseason series you can play outside the wildcard round. That's just silly. Don't bring the wins argument of, oh, this player played in the World Series a couple times and this player never did. Look deeper than that. Again, put Mike Trout on the Red Sox. Put Mike Trout in the Yankees. Put Mike Trout in the Dodgers. Put Mike Trout in these good organizations. He will be good. And I really don't give a damn about Mike Trout in general. I'm not someone who just admires and loves Mike Trout. I think he's a good player. I think he's the best player in baseball. But that's where my love stops for him. Objectively, he is the best player in baseball. I'm not some amazing Mike Trout fan. I don't know all the statistics of him. I don't know where he went to high school. I don't know anything. I, I watch a couple games a year of Mike Trout because he plays on the West Coast, and I'm not going to stay up too late to watch meaningless Angels baseball, even with the best player in the world. But when you're gonna when you're gonna argue who the best player is, go ahead and make the case for Mookie Betts, but leave the postseason out of it because that's not Mike Trout's fault. But be good. Be good to one another. We'll see you tomorrow on Lockdown Rose. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.